Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, April 3rd, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. If you want to join in the conversation, please go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg. You can post your thoughts or a link you'd like to share, and uh, we'll take a look. This week on the podcast, we will be talking about the Sinclair propaganda. But first, I wanted to talk about an article that was in Vanity Fair. A couple episodes ago, we talked about uh, abortion a lot, and specifically the crisis pregnancies clinics, the places that... Uh, give you false advertisement. They say, hey, are you pregnant? Are you in trouble? Come here and we can help. Except that we don't have any licensed physicians. We don't have any way of really doing anything except telling you, you should keep that baby and uh, we'll pray for you. Mm. So I saw this article on Vanity Fair and it caught my attention because they talk about a woman who goes into one of these clinics and she was thinking it was an abortion clinic. And she went in and was talking to the person, and they just started praying for her out of nowhere without really asking her if it was okay or anything about her past or her religious background. Just started praying for her. Mm. And uh, apparently then she got a pregnancy test, came back, and it was negative, And then they started doing a, another prayer over her. And she So she stayed after the first prayer? Uh, apparently, yeah, she was, uh, it says she was unnerved, and then later she said that she was uh, completely feeling deceived and ashamed because they, they basically, you know, talked talk down to her and told her. Well, they shamed her. Right. I tried to shame her. Did they chain her down to something? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Then I'm not following this story. <laughs> she was fooled. It, yeah, it she thought like she was place... somewhere legitimate yeah. and right. immediately put two and two together. And was, you know, it's hard to just storm out of places. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. But for some people, it's harder to storm out of places. When you're young and you don't know that. Yes. You know. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. She's probably in a vulnerable state. Right. Yes. Because yeah. I recall going to a therapist that turned out to have a doctorate in theology or oh. divinity. And as soon as I found that out, I was like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is not going to work out. I can tell right now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what really caught my attention was this was in our local town. I didn't mm -hmm. even know that there was, but a place apparently there is a place. It's called the Pregnancy Resource Clinic, and uh, it's right downtown here. So uh, that sounds like a helpful place to go if you're confused and you don't know what to do. You're in trouble. You go to the Preg Pregnancy Resource Center, and they don't help you. Right. Yeah. They pray for you. They mock you. Well, not openly mock you but they say things they i mean when when a religious person tells you that well you really need to you know reconsider your life choices right. or i mean that's mocking you they're talking down to you well correct no no it's not mocking it's shaming yeah. it's attempting to, to slut shame somebody yeah mocking would be like nice way you got fucking pregnant <laughs> <laughs> you dumb bitch sorry <laughs> that's just mean but yeah i hear what you're saying you're you're right it's it's not as much mocking as it is yeah Guilting them or shaming them for the choices they made. It's, it's a really, it's a polite way of saying the things that Jared just said. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and by polite, I mean sinister because you don't really necessarily know that that's what they're saying. Who funds these things? So that's a good Churches. question. As it turns out, some of the stuff, uh, Mike Pence, when he was governor of Indiana, gave a $3.5 million government contract to a network oh. of these centers operating uh. in Indiana. And... Uh, the Trump administration is 
all sorts of involved. So because they have people who are either lawyers who were previously members of the Alliance Defending Freedom or of this group. And this group I had, had not heard of before. NIFLA. Not NAMBLA. That's a new one. NIFLA. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates. Mm-hmm. They are a group of lawyers who help defend these places. They are helping to defend against the, the Californian law that we talked about. So there, there are a lot of attorneys that Trump's top lawyers come from this area. They have He has appointed mm-hmm. four federal judges with ties to the Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, which is just a Christian organization to defend. And they, they're also the group that defends the Colorado Baker. Mm, sure. All sorts of, you know, Christian views. Uh, Simple country lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> so according to uh, one thing on BuzzFeed, Jeff Sessions had joined the ADS strategy session last summer. So he's involved with them tangentially, at least. It's just amazing that the, all the government funding that is being put into places like this. And it's just mm. to deceive to deceive young women. And force them into or coerce them into uh, keeping a child that they don't – it's going to have problems throughout its life, right? If the, if the mother's not right. ready, then you're going to have problems. Forcing somebody to, to carry a, a child full term and have a baby and have 18 years of – it's just – it's a bad situation. And they're just making it worse. Yeah. Now, did this girl just tell her story or is she seeking some kind of legal action for being duped? I don't know. She her name is not given, and uh, they. So she's just asked, telling her story. She's just telling her story. Yeah, this is an article in Vanity Fair, so this is not just you know the local newspaper, mm. and it's tied to uh, the Supreme a Supreme Court case that's coming up. So seven to two, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> at the at the very end of the article, it talks about how uh, the the center here in State College has ramped up its presence on campus. They've been putting up flyers, specifically in women's bathrooms. They were at the uh, the student center in February, offering candy, free candy, and information. <laughs> Not condoms, candy. Candy. Mm-hmm. Well, they're probably afraid the kids were going to stick the condoms up their nose. <laughs> What is it? Snort? I, I look, saw that and went, Is that a I thing? Don't. Yeah. That's the, that's the new Tide Pod. Yeah. <sighs> you you try to snort a condom <laughs> up your nose and then pull it out the back of your throat. Oh, gross. <laughs> Did you just try that? I mean. <laughs> no, it was just so horrible. Why would you? <sighs> These kids. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I remember when I was in high school. M- remember mental flossing? I don't. You would do it with like uh, you would put it, do it with either like dental floss. I saw one kid do it with like a chain. Oh. They would just stick it up their nose and then pull it out of their mouth and then kind of like go back and forth, and it was called mental flossing. Uh. Weird kids did it. <sighs> hmm. wow. And now it's the new Tide Pod, and it'll be over next week. But yeah. the conservatives right. have already latched onto it, so it's all pictures of kids with condoms shoved up their nose. <laughs> Who look like idiots? <laughs> well, that's that, in fairness, kids that. are idiot. That's that's okay. Wow. Thank goodness those parents were given misinformation by crisis centers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming that you guys heard about Laura Ingram. She's. Uh, oh, wait. Be- before you move on to the next story, since we were already kind of talking about this, okay. my current therapist, mm-hmm. former atheist, former? now a Christian. Hmm. Like a super Christian or just a mild Christian? Uh, I would say mild. Okay. Really? Um, Yes. That's even more rare. If you had told me that your former atheist now born again, I'd been like, sure. That's she uh I mean, she told me that like 
she ran like she would run the Christmas play for the church every year. I don't know if that makes her crazy, Christian. Uh, but oh. she's like, I, I gave up doing that when they tried to bring in a live camel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be in um, charge so of yeah, no camel. So, so former, but very early on, I mentioned to her, I, was, I brought up the podcast. I was like, well, yeah, I'm on a podcast or podcasts mm. at the time. And I mentioned this one. And she's like, well, what do you talk about on that one? I said, well, it's all about, you know, we're atheists and this and that. I'm like, I don't know how you feel about it. She's like, oh, I'd love to listen to it. No. She's like, I used to be an atheist, you know. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> I always find that phrase interesting. Used to be an atheist. What are you? Are you sure? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you- I don't know. I mean, look, none of us have been in foxholes. You never heard that. You know that phrase, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. When so I phrase. don't. He knows it well, and it makes him super angry. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I mean, I can't think of an event that would make me switch, but. You know, unless no, but one I would, day I would I, like to you know, I would like to hear what evidence she uncovered. Yeah, I yeah. didn't really get into it. But. Sure. Well, curious. Does she have kids? We talked about the you know the uh, the habitual Christian because it's good for their kids. Christian. Oh, Did here's she, the other thing. Yeah, she's her daughter's gay. Oh, and she's like way okay with it. So not very mild Christian. <laughs> yeah, huh. and I think she's she was married and now she's married to a black guy. Mm. Wow, she's white is- by the way. Yeah, I see. It seemed that's why it was relevant. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's not really topic of conversation. It does seem, I mean, that follows that if you do have a close family member who is homosexual, that it does follow that you you learn that homosexuals are people and, mm-hmm. and not uh, some foreign, you know, uh, you don't have the tribal feeling. You, right. You, right. you lose the, the other aspect and, mm-hmm. and you kind of sympathize at that point so i can get well, not that. everybody but not everybody true yeah. but well i'm very curious to know i'm if she i wonder if she was an atheist and when the daughter came out what is the timeline did the daughter come out she was still an atheist and then she turned or did she was she an atheist she turned then the daughter came out you know i'm trying to i'd love to know what that timeline is or was she actually a just a non-practicing believer in god Which, that could be well, i mean she said atheist she you know she, hmm. I would question more. I, 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 I would. I would not. I would not spend my session time questioning that sort of thing. No, but, uh, it's. It does curiosity. seem like. Yeah, from what I know about you personally, she sounds like you know multiple steps up. Because you know who hates her husband? Your old therapist. Oh yeah. Did I tell you? Did I tell you? I don't know if I told you this, but you know I go to group therapy too on yes. Mondays. I like to prep myself right before a Prodigal Sons podcast. <laughs> With some group therapy. And one of the guys in the group therapy with me is he's having problems with his ex-wife and they're fighting over the kid. And it's a whole a whole just thing. But he has to go to another therapist that the wife and her lawyer approve of that he has to see for a month to see if he's okay to see his son. Oh. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I have to go to this guy over on the bridge, right over the bridge over there. And I've already brought this guy up once before in group therapy about my previous racist therapist that i had Hmm. and i go holy shit dude i go that's the racist therapist that i went to and he goes really and then he came back the next month and he was like i fucking hate that guy and this thing goes and you're not fucking lying he won't shut up about obama and black and and this is like a month ago (laughs) right i go he's still working obama into his therapy (laughs) that's just and our therapist like face just dropped (laughs) and i'm like it's true told you i wouldn't lie that dude was racist (laughs) 
Wow. Uh, man, there's got to be some way of reporting that. Getting, I mean, that's just wrong. <laughs> it's unethical. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, also, most of the, the majority of slave owners back in the day in the United States were actually black. What? That's what he told me. <laughs> oh, come on. And somehow related it to me. <laughs> totally. Jared, wow. I, I've, got to, I've gotten to the root of your issue, and I think I know the cause. The blacks. <laughs> yeah. You're cured. <laughs> did I also tell you how I wound up at a, at a poker tournament with him? You did. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. You want to move on, but I, just, I didn't mean it to go downward that much. <laughs> that, that's, Such a weird tangent. Yeah. All right, moving on to Laura Ingram. Did uh, I'm assuming you guys heard heard about Laura Ingram? She basically mocked the uh, the kid that Jared wants to punch in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she does. Uh, what's his name? Hog. Uh, David I, I Hog. David. I couldn't find his name. So I guess she mocked him on uh, Twitter. Mocked the fact that he he got turned down from some of the colleges that he applied to. And I'm sorry, but if you apply to a bunch of colleges, it's likely you're going to get some. Some denials, like you're, you're going to get, it's just going to happen. But in any case, uh, she mocked him for this after him being a survivor of the mass shooting back in February. I mean, one, how what goes through your head that I don't agree with what this kid's saying, so I'm going to personally attack him to try and tear him down? Like, I know that a lot of people on the right are doing that at this point, and this is by far not the, the most mean. Like... There was an image of with with him with a target on his head, saying that you know they they wanted to to take him out uh, because they didn't like what he was saying. Uh, uh, so you know. Oh, I just saw that one right before we got on the show. Laura Ingram's got nothing on that, but uh, apparently she is. But her what's that? Her audience is her audience is a little bit bigger though. Yes, <laughs> yes, and apparently. <laughs> There's a bit of back backlash. She's now losing uh, advertisers. Nutrish, which man, I hate that name, but. <laughs> Rachel Ray's uh, pet food, right. TripAdvisor, Wayfair, Inc., uh, Nestle, Hulu, Expedia, all these people pulling their ads off her show. And so she's off for a week. <laughs> you know who the last person on Fox who took a, a, a extended vacation didn't come back was? Wasn't that O'Reilly? That was O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah. He's like, by the way, I'm also taking the month off. And then I never came back. So now, did you say it was other other like Fox pundit types that are attacking David Hogg, or just no. randos? Randos on the interwebs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, it's not just uh, what's his name? Ted Nugent called them soulless. Well, yeah, I don't want to. T- Ted Nugent. Uh, Jesus. Our own Santorum, Rick Santorum of Pennsylvania, said that they should learn CPR instead of trying to take people's <laughs> guns away because that'll help a bullet wound. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not taking pot shots like that. Like, that was a real personal pot. And on top of that, she claimed that he whined about it and based on this interview from TMZ. And then I saw the interview. He does not whine about it at all. They ask him about it, and he goes, well, it is what it is. You know, it's it's a, it's a tough to get into college and, you know, blah, 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 and this and that. He did not whine about it at all. So she not only that, she lied. <laughs> and a 4.1 or 4.2 grade point, uh, GPA is pretty damn good. It is. Yeah, I don't know much about those, but isn't that better than a. all A's? It's A with bonus, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he also got like a 1,200 on his SATs or something like well, that. Pretty good. Not that uh, you know, yeah. I want to sit in judgment of him, but yeah, I don't right. I don't understand the attack. Well, I do understand the attack, but I mean- <laughs> It's easy. It's Trump's America. And she's like, oh shit, I can get away yeah. with this, right? 
So then apparently she tweeted out an apology, quote, in the spirit of Holy Week. And uh, <laughs> so, so she basically said, well, since it's Holy Week, I guess I'll be nice and uh, I'll apologize. And he responded with, yeah, your apology just to, to mollify your advertisers is ins- insufficient. <laughs> and uh, I believe he said, I do not accept it. Yeah. And I, I just I find it very interesting that these these teenagers. I mean, they're being attacked and they're still speaking. So good for them. Yeah. But they carry yeah. they now carry a lot of internet weight. They do. Well, that's the thing. These they're trying to tangle with with millennials. Yeah. And millennials they, know social media, and Laura Ingram doesn't. Right. Well, the Emma Gonzalez, she has more followers than the NRA does. But the Twitter. NRA got more donations. <laughs> sure. It tripled since yeah, Parkland. But- how many have come from Russia? Mm. Oh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, these kids, yeah, they they, they understand the the internet. They they are going to walk all over these old people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those things will spread like wildfire because the kids that are supporting them are internet savvy, and it just yeah. snowballs. And yeah, well, she was know, feeling all- she was feeling pretty pretty tough when she went after LeBron and didn't have any consequences. So she's <laughs> like, oh, if I can do that, certainly I can. I can poo all over David Hogg and, oh, there went my show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there went my career. (laughs) Now, I heard today that there are certain uh, CNN anchors. I believe uh, Brian Steltzer is his name. Okay. He was the one. I don't know if you ever saw the video with Alex Jones losing his shit and basically calling Steltzer out as a Jew. (laughs) <laughs> you never saw this video? I, th- I might have shown it to Ian where he just loses it and he's like, this, this guy's drinking the blood of our children and uh, you you will not replace us and all this, sh- you know, all the classic uh, Jew things. But anyway, wow. Steltzer was like, said that this sets a really bad precedence and that she is being demonized for her First Amendment rights. Uh, but the, yeah. the counter argument I'm hearing, which makes more sense, is like, look, people are choosing with their pockets. No one's telling her she can't say it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's not even a First Amendment, First, Amendment thing. First Amendment right means the government isn't going to come and censor her in any way. And that is true. The government mm. did not come and censor her. You Just because you have First Amendment right doesn't doesn't mean... Mean people have to put up with your bullshit. Right. It means <laughs> right. you can say stuff and then we can react. We, everyone, can react. You still have right. to and own what you say. <laughs> yeah, and even that, it's not like David Hogg said she should be removed from Fox News. Because he was like, I'll do you one better. I'm just going to go directly to your advertisers here's the people that advertise on her show do what you will yeah. and everyone's like hey you piece of shit we're gonna boycott your stuff if you don't leave and they're like okay <laughs> uh, i hate the first Spoke amendment with right their argument. wallets that's just <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right i'm gonna move on to some state news uh i'm gonna move on to this one because it uh it changed it, it changes states partway through the story and uh, ends up here in Pennsylvania a pastor yes a pastor Hometown heroes from uh, from Tennessee was uh, arrested and he was arrested in Pennsylvania he was uh, arrested on multiple counts of child abuse apparently mostly boys but not all he would take kids and uh, have them sit on his face in their underwear <laughs> what what yeah. I don't know how you get what? there from I'm your pastor to you should get stripped down to your underwear and sit on my face. I don't understand. And not get caught. Like, he, I mean, I can't imagine he's doing this with a bunch of kids at the same time, right? It's got to be like one-on-one. I would, I, yes. Uh, yeah, it, yes. <laughs> apparently, it investigated, they investigated him for six months. They identified eight victims who were molested in, in the span of 20 years. 
while he was what church did they move him to now? <laughs> yeah. Well, the last uh, the last that I heard, I haven't seen an update on this. He is he was being held, and the bail was excessive, not excessive, but large. <laughs> Can't be excessive considering what he's accused of. Mm. <laughs> but he was uh, he was arrested, and uh, then he was extradited to Tennessee. So, I, I, as far as I know, he's still in jail and facing consequences. But how? Uh, I, Right, we've discussed this before, but is it that people who have d- this kind of desires see the pastoralship as as a way of getting victims? A safe haven? Right. Yeah. Like, I have to assume. Or, or does joining it make you gay? <laughs> Being a pastor yeah. makes you, well, not even gay. gay yeah, not even gay make yeah. you a pedophile. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like, and I think we said it before, if you're a pedophile, there's gotta be easier ways to get access to kids not one where the parents will will hand you their child and say take right. care of timmy right that's the know. thing could it's you access. be like a babysitter or something I, I i don't know it's just insane you could always try being a uh millionaire defensive coach create your own charity and mm. go about it that way <laughs> there you go. That's, that's popular here in pa and now from what we've learned here in the show he got extradited to tennessee so all he has to do is agree to marry those boys and he's fine no. <laughs> they love child brides down there. I think the most shocking thing about this story is that he wasn't arrested in Milford. Uh, because usually when you're on the lamb from Tennessee, you wind up in our town. <laughs> That's such, man, that is sadly true. Everybody hiding out at that llama farm. Yep. <laughs> or alpacas. I don't remember which it is. It's the llama farm. Okay. Now he was in Pittsburgh, so. I, I don't know if it is... Um is it a means to an end, or do you feel so guilty for the feelings that you have that you try to bury it in God and it comes out anyway? I don't know. It's weird. I'm going to go with B. Okay. Or maybe a little of both. Probably. I, I would. I feel like um, more of these pedophile priests are, I don't know, they don't strike me as savvy enough to be like, oh, man, I'm really into kids. I don't know what to do about it. Oh, I could just exploit the loopholes. Mm-hmm. In the you know in the church system, they're probably like, oh my god, you know, if I just pray hard enough, they, right. these urges will go away, and then they are you know gifted with all these opportunities for consequence free molestation, and they're like, I can't resist. Yeah, because it's not it's not like easy to become a pastor, right? You got to go through a lot of studying and shit like that. I would say it depends on the church. Some um, lay priests become priests, and just there's no training or anything involved. But oh. um, with the Catholics, it's very involved. Yeah, I so, thought there was seminary and for Catholics, it's a it's, it's a other whole things. thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, for others, no, it's nothing. Well, I mean, the Quaker is probably the most simple. It's just people take turns. So, well, thanks to this guy, the the church is not going to have to try to push that statute of limitations to like two months. Huh. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> so he will. So Matthew Dennis Denny Patterson won't get arrested <laughs> or get charged. By the way, Denny. That was the clue right there, people. <laughs> Everybody should have known it right there. When you queued up your adult male name, that's it's, it's over the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you say the house you live in is Tippy Top. No. <laughs> it's like our president. <laughs> I did not call our president a pedophile. He's clearly <laughs> just into incest. <laughs> well, I mean, if, you, if you're stuck a 17-year-old tall, skinny blonde in front of him with zero consequences, hmm. Well, he did say something to the effect when he met a 14-year-old uh, Paris Hilton, something about something about dating her or something like that when she gets older. Mm. <laughs> so maybe it is. Not that I need to twist this into a Donald Trump thing. 
So I will, uh, just to speak up for the church, I think that the church that he was the pastor of generally is full of, of good people. They have <laughs> been uh, fully cooperating, giving the, the local police any access to any documents they need uh, and, and trying to help the families involved. But um, I think most of those people were just, you know, completely duped. So sure. I, I don't. I'm, I also don't think so. It's the Nolansville Road Bap, Baptist Church. I don't think that they are. I mean, they're a Baptist church. I don't know how big of a. I mean, I, do you need to be part of a you know huge conglomeration of of churches in order to call yourself a Baptist church? Like, I don't know that there's a lot of like you know conspiracy type stuff here at, that you would see in in a Catholic church. You know, because the Catholic I, church is all part of the Catholic church. I just. Right. I think it's more of a loose association. Exactly. And there are many different flavors of Baptist Baptist churches. So, yeah, th there is not the opportunity to just move the priest around and not the inclination either by the sound of it. So, yeah. so not to, uh, you know, d didn't want to say too many things bad about the church. They seem to be doing all the right things. So, mm. Agreed. Over in Louisiana, just real quick, this is just another one, another uh, that uh, I hadn't seen before. They are trying to require all their schools to put in God We Trust in uh, in every school. So it's already, what, it's passed, passed the House and is going to... Uh, be going on to the governor and et cetera, et cetera. It's just an another one of these. They're they're pushing it all over the place to get in God we trust in all the schools. I don't. I don't. But why? I mean, schools are plastered with things. I mean, what what is it? What do they think they're actually going to accomplish by doing this? Stepping stone. Yeah. If they can get that in there, then they can get the next thing, and then they can get prayers at the beginning of the school day. Um, yeah, it's a wedge in the door, I suppose. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. Okay. But it just seems to fly in the face of, like, common sense. Like, what if you're an atheist? I mean, aren't mm. they opening themselves up to a ton of lawsuits? I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really like, are. And listen, you know, teenagers, there can be little vindictive pricks. Yeah. And they just be like, oh, you know what would really fuck with the school? <laughs> if I That's said I was an so atheist. <laughs> well, I mean, it's In God We Trust is exclusionary, I guess you can in include in Judaism and Muslims in there, because same God, but Buddhists and every other religion in the world is excluded, not even thinking about the atheists. Right. So there's so many opportunities to sue. Right. So you can hear 7-2 in favor of Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... The legal system's ruined. It's getting there. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be another thirty years before we make any more headway. That's how Ugh. far back we have been set in one year. I hope it's not that long. I'm hoping it's just like four years. We're set back or eight. Federal judicial appointments lifetime. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But they can be impeached. Sure. Impeachments are a sham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless so. Unless if they if everybody he appointed gets caught in a uh, kids for cash style scandal. <laughs> Then maybe. <laughs> you know, a couple of them. It's will. not even a definite. <laughs> hmm. uh, moving over to Kentucky. This one's even, uh, the, the best yet. Abortion in Kentucky. They're trying to limit it to 11 weeks. Oh, there it goes. Not to, be, not to be outdone by the other states. 15 weeks just wasn't good enough. We're going to 11. That's Jesus. a big jump, too. Yeah. But, they couldn't but have tried 14 first. Yeah. <laughs> Well, a good news, uh, a federal judge has tempor temporarily blocked the law, so at least there's that. 
In Kentucky? Yeah. Oh wait, no, that, that no, sorry, that was the Mississippi. Yeah, one. that's the Mississippi sorry. one. The uh, the the Kentucky one that hasn't got to that point yet. Uh, the mm. House passed it. It's going to the Senate. Or wait, am I getting confused? I don't know if it's going to the Senate or going straight to the governor. Um, I think at this point it's going to the governor who has called himself 100% pro-life. You are correct. It has already passed the Senate. It's now passed the House. It's going to the governor who is pro-life, Matt Bevan. So he'll be signing that into law and, yeah, wait for the lawsuits to start. Yep. And then on top of that, in 10 to 15 years, the spike in crime and poverty will be awesome and everybody will want to go to Kentucky. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to Kentucky now. Why would it be any different? (laughs) They, uh, They have bourbon. Yeah, but you can buy that in Pennsylvania. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they just and won't be making it in Kentucky anymore. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, I say let them do it. Let them do whatever they want in their goddamn state. <laughs> and well, Because no. it will ultimately be a disaster for them. Well, how much of Kentucky is already a disaster, though? No, wait, that's Arkansas. Never mind. <laughs> Those middle squarish states in the middle of the country confuse me. <laughs> Kentucky's not even square. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so moving on to Michigan, I I don't remember if we talked about this one or not. It's another one of the crosses, this giant freaking cross that uh, is on a hydraulic system. What they can they could raise and lower it depending on what I don't know what time of year it was or I I don't even know. But uh, the local group, a local group, <laughs> citizens, they formed a group called Citizens of Grand Haven. They filed a lawsuit. It was dismissed because they were all anonymous. But then they filed without an uh, anonymity, and now they have succeeded. And they've been told that they could not. They cannot have this cross being put up on state land. And it went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said, what? No, we're not looking at that. So oh, good. it stands. They cannot have this cross up. So they, <laughs> I don't know. Does that mean they can just turn the hydraulics off and lower it and wait for the, the ju- a judge to be replaced and try again? I'd- <laughs> yeah. No, the Supreme Court is loath to... Bring, bring up, talk about, you know, to deal with cases that have been previously ruled upon, even if the ruling is just, no, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> true. That is true. and But I would have to think that that depends on who's on the Supreme Court. Sure. Breaking their own rules is, is something that, you know, desperate people will do. Sure. So in any case, good, good win in Michigan. It's just not really hopeful with all of the appointments I've been, uh, I've been seeing. They started a GoFundMe for the cross in Milford. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the person who put it on his property has uh, asked people for donations because he's having a hard time maintaining it, I believe. And it was not lit up for Easter, as I recall. I did not see it lit up at all. Huh. Because it was during Christmas, it would be the star, and then Easter was the cross, and I did not see the cross where they had put it. Right. Electricity costs money. Exactly. I find that interesting. I, I really didn't think about the idea that it would be that impactful. I guess I don't know how much power that something like that draws. It can't be that much, but still, you're not only are you running, you know, a lot of lights, you're running it all night during daylight savings when it's the backwards version of it, whatever you call it. So it's it's you know, it's running a long time. Who knows? Maybe the person just thinks, hey, I can get a buck out of this because these idiots want this stupid cross <laughs> lit up. For a week. Yeah, it's possible. You know, I don't, again, I don't know. And I, I couldn't tell you the exact size of it either. I never actually went up and saw the original one to see how big it was, but I don't think it was that big. Well, th- but either way, but it's in the, people are probably it's in a very money. visible spot, I'm assuming. So you can see from the new one or the, the old new one? one? 
The new one, yes, but it's on the other side of town. Okay. So, uh, but yes, it was in a very visible spot. Uh, so the next thing I have is Washington State. And this is, again, this is a good thing. Washington, uh, the governor has signed a ban on sexual orientation conversion therapy. So you can no longer have conversion therapy on anyone under the age of 18. So if they want to do it while they're adult, sure, they can go and, and try and have someone talk you out of being gay. But you can't do that for a minor now in Washington State. Good. Right on. Could you previously? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can in oh. a lot of states. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is one of the standard reactions for uh, religious folks when their children tell them that they think that they might be gay is to take them to conversion therapy. And it does pretty horrific damage to these poor kids. Yeah. Well, good on Washington. Yeah. yeah. What took you so long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're Never way ahead had. of the curve. Never had. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the Washington is the 10th state, including California, Oregon, District of Columbia, that have laws or regulations banning conversion therapy for minors. Yeah, actually, the, the state of Pennsylvania does not. Mm. I thought they were, the, our little our local town does. Right. You can't. Yes. But, <laughs> but not but, at the state level. Right. Uh, so that's all I have in state updates. I have a couple things for international news. This one, I, I, I wish these guys the best of luck. There are Muslim immigrants in Germany and apparently there's a uh, there's an uproar because a whole bunch of the a whole bunch I don't know how many people it is but enough to make the news these these people who have fled either fled Syria or you know they, they basically they've gotten out of whatever place they've been in Afghanistan Syria and they're in Germany now and they are converting to Christianity they are getting baptized in Christian church in order to say if I go home, I will face really death. bad yeah. – I mean, it depends on where they're from. Either yeah. death or, in any case, they're going to be facing harm. And so now uh, now the, ger the German law says that they can file for asylum in Germany. So they're converting from Islam to Christianity so that they don't get deported back to, uh, to a Muslim-majority state. Wow. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> They're really gambling with this because then oh, yeah. if they do get deported back, now they're an apostate. And yeah, that can be that can be deadly in several places. Afghanistan being one that comes to mind right away. But it's an interesting tactic though. I mean, these are obviously people that are not strongly religious Muslims. Because if they're strongly Muslim, they would not, could not do this. So they're either, you know, very moderate or they are Christian. Or they are, or not Syria of is faith. that horrible, and uh, they're really they're really taking a big gamble and uh, hoping that it pays off. They're just going to be like, maybe maybe they're like, yep, we we've converted to Christianity. We have to let us stay here. All right, thanks. I got to go to the bathroom. Do you have any west facing bathrooms? <laughs> <laughs> be cool, dude. <laughs> maybe yeah. Some some of the German people are are not taking kindly to this. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that. But I, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting gamble that uh, they're willing to take. Yeah. So it's mainly around this pastor Gottfried Martins, but the German government has rejected more than ninety percent of the recent asylum applications submitted by members of his congregation. So even though they've been baptized, they're being turned down. Right. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't oh, yeah. uh, doesn't seem like a gamble that uh, that could pay off. It could be very dangerous. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I I understand how the immigrant problem, especially in Europe, is it's a major it's problem because of all the, the Syrians. But at the same time, sending these people home would be you know, a, a death sentence in many cases. Yeah. But the, the same nationalist stuff that's going on in this country is going on in Europe as well, in right. some areas, Germany included. I mean, so far... The, the moderates and, and the liberals are staying in control, but I don't know for how long. I was going to say, didn't mm. Brexit happen? Yeah. Right. I think that was more of a, well, I think there was some nationalist, nationalism to that, but also economic. So There was a lot of nationalism involved in that, though. Yeah. But they seem to have, re- I swear they f- it feels like they've regretted that decision. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that, yeah, I think so. I think there's a large percentage that, that have, yeah. Well, I think there was a large percentage of people that were they, that voted for it, not fully understanding what it was that they were voting for. I think the the uh, the data available to the electorate was not complete. <laughs> sure. Because they all of a sudden they're like, wait, wait, you you're gonna take away my EU passport? But I that's really convenient. I, I can just go across the pond whenever I want. Like, <laughs> were you not paying attention? Do you not understand what this is? <laughs> I, I also think they're starting to realize that they were lied to. Yes. On a lot of it. Yeah. Also, the fact that it seems that everybody in England, not a gigantic Trump fan, and Nigel mm-hmm. Ferrara is consistently eating dinner with him down at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. I think yeah. And you're right. I think they're sad when they realized that their new prime minister was Theresa May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that they're not so fond of her either. So I wanted to relate the Germany issue over to Iraq. So like I like we said, changing religion and then moving back to a Muslim-majority country, you can be faced with a lot of problems. But just living in uh, a place like Iraq, they have issued uh, – a court has recently issued arrest warrants for four Iraqis on charges of atheism. Oh, my God. <laughs> on charges of having your own opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is no actual law against atheism. There is only laws uh, uh, for saying things against religion. However, any time you say anything about your atheism, you, any th- any time you try and express a belief, you can be charged with uh, attacking other people's religion. Oh, right, because you hurt their feelings. You're telling them their, their religion is wrong. It's the whole, you know, um, talk about Christmas and and the whole same. It's the whole same problem we're having here, just to a a, a much larger degree. <laughs> Yeah. Much larger. Much larger. Uh, so the, then the major problem is, like I said, there's no actual law against atheism, but it's kind of left up to the judge. Uh, the judge can, can come up with a sentence based on what the person has said, what the person uh, says in court, how they respond, how apologetic they are, wh- whatever the judge feels like, really. So, again, returning home from, <laughs> from uh, some, some place like Germany, that could be very dangerous. Do you think if we survive two to three hundred years from now, <laughs> people will look back at this time the same way we look back at like the Salem witch trials and be that, like, wow, those people were fucking dumb. Yeah. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> Salem witch trials and um, the Dark Ages. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, wow, how could you be that stupid or believe that? <laughs> how could you've seen it happen before? How could you let it happen again? Yeah. What yes. I really don't understand is that in, in Iraq, there was a Gallup poll. There was a study done that said 88% of Iraqis were religious. That means 12% were not. And were bold enough to put it on a piece of paper. Right. I mean, that is a huge 
<laughs> at the at the point where you can be arrested for being an atheist, saying you're not religious is a, that's a bold statement right there. Yeah. I hope it was anonymous that poll. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I'm assuming that you guys also heard that uh, they're trying to make the the census takers ask mm. if you're a citizen when they yes. when they come around and and try and take. Yeah, that'll work. That'll go over well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I do know this story, but I'm a little confused on this hmm. thing with it. You know, because I understand the census requires you to. You know, they're like, no, we need everybody, whether they're a citizen or not, and that's why they don't ask the question. And they're going to be afraid to answer that question because they may be deported. But why can't they just lie and be like, I mean, it's not like you have it's like a lawyer standing over your shoulder when you fill it out. You should be like, am I U.S.? Yes, I am. There you go. I don't know. Is it? um, Well, remember that people that that are living on the edges of society are illegal aliens. The only way that they get caught and sent back home is if they do something illegal. If it's illegal to lie on the census, which it might be, that would be a means of finding. So you, you, you ask them. And you already know the answer to the question. When they lie, you arrest them and send them wherever they came from. I I guess so. But the census taker isn't going around with members of ICE. Yeah, they usually mail it, don't they? Well, they do. But um, for people that don't respond, they send somebody to your door. Oh. Because they they, they, they can chit-chat with the post office and find out what all of the addresses are. So they do. And my mother actually did it, I don't know. 1980 or 1990, something like that. She didn't have a job at the time and she wanted something to do. So she was a census taker for people. And they gave you a list of names and a geographic area. And they said, go find these people and ask them a bunch of questions. That would not be now, a job I'd want to have. No. She did <laughs> not enjoy it, I don't believe. That's I mean, so funny. I was sitting here thinking, I was like, oh, when's the, when's the next sentence? Census. I think I'm going to put in an application. 2020. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll but, let you guys know how that turns out. Okay. Well, I once went door to door for Steve Steve Forbes to get a uh, on the Republican national ticket, mm. and I hated it. <laughs> People are dicks. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> and I was going to the House of Registered Republicans. You think? And you're a white guy. You you think you'd be safe? Yeah. Yeah, I ended up having to forge most of the signatures. <laughs> <laughs> Steve still lost. Uh, Bad story, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. So there is uh, – I did see things in stuff about in the news about how um, uh, the census has always asked that. And the, the answer to that question is that the long – remember, they used to do the short form and the long form. The short form was like you know, both sides of a piece of paper. The long form was like five or six pages long, all kinds of more in-depth questions. It's like one-tenth of the people got the long form. The long form used to ask you if you were a citizen. But in the last census, they didn't do the long form. So there hasn't been that question asked. In 20 or 18 years, and when we did ask it, we asked one-tenth of the people. So when people say, well, you, it's, it's on the census now. No, no, it's, it's currently not. This is the change, and the motivation behind it is the actual problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because right. <laughs> if you could prevent the minorities, because obviously someone who wouldn't want to answer that question is probably going to be in a minority if you could prevent the minorities from Mm. being on the census then that will skew the uh determining how many what what is it how many representatives the state can have in Mm -hmm. and how they count the districts and it will skew toward the gop it'll skew toward republicans right it it affects federal funding too for right meals on wheels for all kinds of different things wait a minute republicans cheating to try to win (laughs) yeah weird I know. It seems like that's the only thing they can do to win. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, why and we not? we just keep letting... Who, do, who makes yeah. this decision on the census? Is this Jeff Sessions? 
Um, no. Department of Commerce? No, that doesn't sound Wilbur right. Ross? <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. One of the federal departments that Trump is now put a leader in charge of, yeah. So you're just going to say, assume, just insert asshole here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sorry I brought, I, I took us back over to national. I, I had one more international thing to mention, and again, I wanted to end on a, a more positive note. Ireland, uh, they are going to have a vote on May 25th to decide whether to uh, repeal their Eighth Amendment which equates the life of a pregnant woman to that of an embryo or fetus. What? So it basically makes abortion illegal. Their Eighth Amendment basically is it, it makes it illegal unless the health of the mother is is involved. So the, oh, the, the so the birth of the, the the life of the embryo inside her is as important as the woman who carries it. I right. see. So wow. uh, this could be a rather big step forward in women's rights in Ireland. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that and see how that vote goes. I thought that was – I just thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah. Didn't they just legalize gay marriage? They did recently. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it's the one very odd – well, not odd. It, it's the one thing that Ireland is horrifically backwards in. For the most part, it's a decent place, I think. It, it's, you know, liberal. It's it's fa- fairly moderate and a decent – you know, good people. But this one thing – I mean, what's that? Women's rights. Women's rights. Yeah. Well, women's rights specifically around abortion. I think the rest of the time it's pretty reasonable. I, mean, I don't know that they have, you know, an equal rights amendment equivalent. But abortion is, phew, what being Catholic country does to you. Yeah. There you go. Well, there's your answer. Yeah. So I was trying to find it. I don't know if anybody else can pull it up real quick. There's a Supreme Court election happening in Wisconsin that I was curious what the uh, what the voting was at. The fact that. It's a Supreme Court seat being voted on, and there is a Democrat and a very there's a Trump Republican going against each other. So, kind of curious if anybody What's, can. Pull what that state on. is it? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, it's decided. Come on, come on, guys. <laughs> well, I don't know. Wisconsin's no. a tough one now. Remember, Scott Walker just tried to uh, stop that special election because he was afraid that they were going to lose, and the uh, Supreme the Wisconsin Supreme Court's like, nope, you got to do it. He tried to cancel like. Or postpone it just enough time that they wouldn't have to do it. Right. He, he was trying to not have a special election. He wanted to right. just Right, and he was like, we need through. like eight eight more days to like get it ready. Mm-hmm. And it would have been like one day over the limit. And the Supreme Court's like, no, you're doing it and do it now. Because he was afraid that they were going to lose those seats. Which he might. So, he's not terribly popular, I don't think. Oh, he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. I, I mean, they all are. I, I You know, the, uh, these guys are all making the term piece of shit have no value to it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I need a new term to come up with. <laughs> All right, so I've I found some uh, some of the results. Thirty two percent reporting uh, the Democrat is ahead by fifteen points. Wow! So that's pretty good. That is. So we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm just want to keep an eye on it because that's a rather major change in Wisconsin. If they if the Republicans lose a uh, member of the well a seat on the Supreme Court. I wish there was a little bit more consistency with the uh, way the judges were obtained. Hmm. I mean, because sometimes it's appointed, sometimes it's it's voted on. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why it's different. I wish judges worked a little harder to be impartial and not voted or not ruled so heavily on their you know political leanings. That's yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, absolute bullshit. Yeah, Joe, I, I did, forgot about it, but did you see that the judges that decide um, immigration cases? 
have been uh, were instructed by Sessions. Somehow he has oversight over these particular judges and has given them quotas and, you know, this is how many cases you need to hear per month and all kinds of, of uh, metrics that they must meet. How many black people they need to judge on and... Yeah. <laughs> How many, what percentage need to go back home? I don't know. It, it was a, kind of a weird side story that I saw. I didn't have a chance to, to it was on John dig Oliver. into it. Was it? Oh, well, we didn't see it yet. We oh, oh yeah. They yet. talked about it on John Oliver, and then they okay. showed they show Sessions talking about it, and then he, Andy's got this shit-eating grin on his face. Mm. You know, he's like, oh, the, the good old days are over, because we're going to be busting all your asses. It's, it was all about immigration court <laughs> yeah, and shit like that. Court. Yeah. I mean, hmm. oh, do I have to say it? Tremendous piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next thing that I have, I wanted to hit this, uh, Sinclair. If if you have not seen the compilation of the Sinclair propaganda that has been going around the internet, you need to take a look at it. So Sinclair put out a message that they wanted all of the TV stations that they own, they wanted their anchors, uh, the news people, to read off this uh, the statement. And so they have the full script posted and the video has them reciting word for word across. I don't even know how many stations put this out. 150, something like that. But it's saying, hey, there's fake news out there. People will just post news. Even news organizations will repost fake news without even checking it. So <laughs> you need to make sure that you listen to the right people and it, it it's a just trying to bolster Trump. It's yeah. trying to say that yeah, there's fake news out there. Don't don't believe everything you see, especially on the like the national news, like CNN. Yeah, they make a point to specifically point out other news news outlets. Right. Well, the thing that is so ridiculous about the whole thing is our greatest responsibility is to serve our interlocution here. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that enter. You know. Um, station ID here news produces. And it's a script that 150 people are saying. The hypocrisy is astonishing. It's straight up flat out propaganda. Oh, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's so blatant, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And you're trying to make yourselves seem like the, the upstanding local guy by reading a script that 150 other stations across the nation are reading. It's astonishing. And not only that, it's propaganda disguised as an editorial. Yes. I'm very curious, though, how those Trump supporters are reacting to this now seeing that it's that it wasn't just their local news saying like, hey, man, this, this we got something to tell you and we're going to tell you this because you trust us. And then finding out that it was a script that was handed out. They you've seen the video where they show them all. So do they still like who is that making an impact on that? That oh, everybody, the the people who support that saw who the, the few of them who did see this compilation on the Internet. That's that's the fake news. Mm. The exposure of Sinclair is fake news by people who, who want to suppress the truth that Trump and Sinclair are speaking. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the what I'm trying to figure out is what is the point of doing this? Those people who would fall for that shit. I've already right? fallen. I already believe it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you, I mean, are you? I, I mean, I can't imagine you're going to win over, you know, someone who's like on the fence right now. And of course, oh, that no. person who's on the fence sees this video of them all reading the same script is going to be like, oh, hopefully. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what what the agenda is here other than can we get away with this? <laughs> yeah, oh, we did. No, that, awesome. <laughs> I agree with you. There's never any disadvantage to uh, a little to reinforcing with, with your base. 
You've well, always I, you, you're not you're not increasing it. You've just got to keep keep everybody who's in the fold, you know, happy. Right. I mean, th- there's definitely a um, trust us. We're your local news. Don't worry about what all those other people out there say. We are the people that you should listen to. We are the trusted ones, and you know, we are the we, don't you know listen to those false facts out there. It's just right. lining people up for the next message that comes down the pike. Because this is nothing new with these Sinclair stations. They've been having to, they have must play segments all the time. Right. Right. But but this one, now this one has been exposed though, is what I'm saying. And once knowing that it's like, I don't know how you could have now fall for that. If you were on the line of not knowing what you were, if you were already in, you were already in. This makes no difference. Right. Other than maybe you're embarrassed now because you're like, oh, Jesus, you know. Well, because it how, failed. How can I spin this so, though, so I don't look like an asshole for believing it? Right. Yeah, I think it, because of the exposure, I think the people that are on the fence, it's failed. As long as they saw, you know, the video, the compilation, mm-hmm. then no, it doesn't work. It's, it's pushed them in the other direction. I think the scarier thing is, is that Sinclair is up for more stations like and they're gonna yeah. if they get them they're gonna wind up owning like 75 percent yeah they're trying to of uh, all local stations and i believe aja pai is the one who's yeah. in charge of that <laughs> so oh. they will get it yeah yeah what what, what do we call them a uh, piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and as it turns out three out of four of our mm. local stations here are owned by sinclair really yep. or, or managed by yeah so yeah we have one and pbs that's it. That's all we get. <laughs> has there been any reaction? Like, has anybody been saying anything about it around you? Like, oh, my God, can you believe we were a part of that? There was an article in the local newspaper, yeah. It was not a large article, but it was, you know, had links to um, the, the bigger stories. I tweeted about it, but that's all I got. <laughs> and then the, the president defended them in a tweet. He did. And then I found, I found out today that I didn't know about this, that Jared Kushner was cutting deals with Sinclair – Yep. While they were on the campaign trail saying, you know, when we're in town, w- well, why wouldn't we go to a Sinclair broadcasting station? They're more in line with our thinking. And they cut some kind of deal to get more. They would spend more time at Sinclair, give them more exposure. And in return, Sinclair published exactly what the campaign wanted them to. In other words, they didn't do any journalism. They just regurgitated what the Trump campaign gave them. We're just letting this happen, huh? <laughs> Evidently. Just letting it go. Because because he got voted in, we're just like we gotta listen to this guy, right? There's nothing we can do. We gotta listen to him. <laughs> we can vote him out. That's our power. Or we could just not do what he says. <laughs> like I just don't get it. <laughs> well, we can. The people that work for him, if they want their jobs, and that's the thing that makes me crazy about all these television stations. I mean, a lot of these stations are not big places. This is the people were saying about. Well, why did they read it? It's like they read it because it's their job, and they like their job, and they want to keep their job. Did, were they throwing up in the background before and after? Some of them, yeah. But what do you do at this point? Until we can, you know, change who's in power, sometimes you just got to suck it up and it, it's miserable. No, I'm, I'm opting for the whole – all of the White House staff to just walk out. Just be like, no, we're not listening. And just leave them in that house alone. A lot and of them then, have. <laughs> like, but, like it's so scary that – and I think I've said this before – is that our life – are in these people's hands and like and they're listening to a maniac even worse they're listening to bolton oh my god <laughs> well, we, yeah we haven't even experienced that shitstorm oh. fully yet yeah yeah that he, that man terrifies me i thought trump was bad holy crap anyway i diverge sure <laughs> so uh i want to move on we're we're getting a little long in time i wanted to talk about uh the, the question that 
keeps coming up on this podcast, and we kind of hit on it here a little bit. Why is Trump still being supported? Specifically, why are white evangelicals still supporting him? He's now, he's got two different things going on right now for he had an affair with a, a porn star and a playboy playmate. Why are evangelicals still supporting him? And the Baylor Religion Survey, there's a, a Baylor Religion Survey that was sent out uh, from February 2nd through March 24th last year. And it had questions, well, it, it had opinion, D- agree or disagree, that the federal government should declare the, the United States a Christian nation. The federal government should advocate Christian values. The federal government should enforce separation of church and state. Various different statements like that to give a, uh, to get a feel of where you are on, on all these different topics. And what they determined from this is that if it wasn't that you think the president needs to have, be a Christian and have Christian values, it's that he's pushing the Christian nationalism. That the people who voted for Trump are more likely to believe that there should be a Christian nationalism than actually, you know, it's part of God's plan or that he, the president needs to have Christian values. Uh, it's it's so, way more important that the, the government is, you know, on your side than the morally righteous. So means to an end. Yeah. Which... That does fit. I, I think we've we've talked about that idea previously, but uh, that's that's kind of where they were leaning from their survey. Hmm. So they're hypocrites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't see how you can get around that. And uh, the, the other article that goes along with it on the Hill, uh, Representative Charlie Dent, who is, I, I don't know what district it is, but it's a district here in Pennsylvania. He's a uh, uh, Republican. Here from Pennsylvania, he basically came on and said, I don't know how evangelical community can reconcile some of the their positions at the moment. He, he basically quoted you, Jared. Uh, <laughs> he's like, how, how can you be a Christian and be okay with what's going on with Trump and the administration? And he, he also said that he thinks that the, the GOP is being really silent when it comes to all the different stuff going on with Trump. Right. What I don't understand is why they don't skip over Trump and go with Pence. I mean, he is definitely their poster boy. Why not support the ousting of this, this heathen and get in Pence into, into the presidency? That, Can't admit they made a mistake. Yeah, true. Right. You're, you're yeah. assuming that Pence is clean in all this. They're <sighs> keeping him airtight out of this. They're trying. I don't see how, because he was involved in the campaign so heavily. Right. I, I, I don't see how he can be squeaky clean. It's just not possible in my mind. I mean, he's definitely not squeaky clean, whether they can prove anything. I think he's a hell of a lot more careful than Trump is. Well, yeah, he's not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That's the scary part. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if Trump was actually intelligent? Oh. It's funny, though, because I was just thinking today, when you know, because, I again, I... Listen to this shit all day, various different things. And like, I'm just imagining like day one or the day after the inauguration, and he's in there with the original crew of guys who are all gone except for Pence. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all quiet for a second and they're all looking around and they're like, okay, how can we fuck everything up? <laughs> like, it just feels like that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Just fuck everything up. Completely tear apart the government piece by piece. Yeah. 
Just everything. Like, every good thing we have. They're like, we're going to totally fuck this up. Oh, people like the internet? Let's fuck that up. <laughs> TV stations? Totally. We got that covered. Sinclair's got that covered. Uh, environment? Yeah. yeah. I environment? Think so. Done. <laughs> so, drain, drain the Swamp was, was code for fire sale? Like, just everything must go. <laughs> yeah. I can't campaign on that, but that's what I want. Education system? Oh, I got the perfect person to screw that up. Okay. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. What, what have we, we missed anything yet? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Obama put these restrictions on cars to, you know, get a certain mile. No, fuck that shit. No, no, no. Come on. We're going to f- screw that up too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's just not, has there been any good shit out of this administration? <laughs> no. One good thing. Mm. So imagine just, you know, completely hypothetically, imagine you are in charge of Russia and you're the president of Russia (laughs) and you want to destroy America. What, how would you do it? I mean, how would you do it from, from within? You, you do exactly this. You get someone to put people in charge of every single department whose sole purpose is taking that department apart. I mean, you're really eating, the government is now eating itself from within. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, this plays exactly into Putin's goals. So how much of this is directed by him, really? A lot? <laughs> it, All of it. I mean, it's a big conspiracy theory type thing to say. But at the it same is. time, it really fits. It, it, it fits perfectly. So I mean, I actually, I don't believe that he, that he would be orchestrating all of this. I think that the people around Trump are trying to take advantage of the fact that he – he will just do anything that they that they say or suggest. Right, sure. And then on the national stage, as far as Russia, that shit is coming from Putin. Like, you mm-hmm. don't talk bad about me. You, yeah, you can put these sanctions on, but don't enact them. Uh, right. I'm going to show us blowing up Florida. Don't say a fucking word about that. Yeah. Um, and congratulate me when I win my sham election. Oh, and I, uh, <laughs> I want to bring this up, too. The 60 – I mean, this would be mm-hmm. an argument against that. The 60 – uh, Russians who were recently told you need to, to leave, you need to go home. Yet mm. those those positions are still there. Russia can send other people. Like we we didn't tell them those positions are gone, and you know you we have to get rid of of the the, the Russian. No, those positions are still there. That those people have to leave, but other people can come and take their place. And to but be- they <laughs> did close down our embassy in Moscow, though. Like I saw them taking down the flag and everything like that. Like we're packing up shop and we're leaving. I yes, that is oh, true. Oh, Russia kicked us out. Yes, yeah, I, that was the other way around. They, they, yes, Russia <laughs> shut down our consulate in Russia. Right, right. And uh, what we shut down one in Seattle. Seattle, yeah. But yeah, to be and to be clear, the, the you know the, the Brits they they took they said an X percentage of people must leave now and not come back. I mean, the number of positions was lessened. Um, here, we just said no. Send these sixty people back, and you can send replacements whenever you want. And the Seattle. Consulate was closed. Yeah. So, I, and again, I, again, I'm under the impression that Putin had no idea that he would win. Mm-hmm. And great, I can take advantage of that. And I got dirt on this guy. And everybody else is like, well, this guy will do anything. Let's just take advantage of that. Sure. And Trump is like, I, I don't know. Do whatever you want with the internet. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only thing I ask for is that everything in there, Obama's name on it, rip it up. Right. Or Those are the three, thir- the, the three triads of evil then. Pee on everything that, that- – that um, Obama did make as much money as humanly possible and Christianize the nation. Those are the three main prongs of this administration. Then, right? Yes, and just take away everything good that we have. I don't know yeah. what part of that was dis- completely disassemble the government as much as possible. 
All right, so that's the that's the the fourth. Then. <laughs> well, that part really might just be being of. adept <laughs> because none of them know how to govern. I, none of them. I don't know. Nobody in charge. I don't think being inept. Even if you don't know what you're doing, to pick the worst person for every single department, yeah. I don't know. That's a level of inept. That goes beyond inept back to, oh, wait, again, you know what you're doing. I, I, you don't, I mean, I don't personally believe that Trump was like, oh, I want that guy. I think it was more like Bannon and Stephen Miller are mm. like, this is the guy you should pick. Yes, and you know. I think the most recent pick is, is is indicative of that. I mean, his favorite personal physician is the guy that stood up and said, Mr. Trump is very, very healthy. That guy is now in charge of the VA health services. Right. That or is a, Larry that's Kudlow a, right. in charge of uh, whatever the hell he does, commerce or economic shit. He tried to put because his he sees him on TV. pilot in, in charge of the FAA. FAA? <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. So yeah, those yeah. are the ones they don't care about. Right. So they're just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. The VA, we don't fucking care about the VA. Put whoever you want. Put fucking Dr. Odds in charge of it. <laughs> you know? So, those so are is that Trump who's picks. in charge of that now? The guy who stood up and claimed that Trump was 6'3 yes. and 180 pounds? Yep. He's he's <laughs> just a doctor. Yeah. Completely unqualified. So, yeah. Like, why would this guy accept this, though? <laughs> he seems like a, a smart, rational guy. Oh, it's a pretty uh, prestigious thing. It is. Good on a resume? I, I don't yeah. Know. But do you want to be the guy? That, I mean, listen, as, we, as far as I know, it sounds like the VA's in fucking shambles already. Well, and the, you're like, I got this. Right. <laughs> so he, he's controllable, though. And there is a large contingent of people that want to privatize the health care in the VA. They don't want to do- Well, that's what the guy who's left is saying. So, yeah, I guess he's, right. he's dumb enough, just dumb enough to be like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that sounds fine. Right. So the, the, the money, the, you know, the people that are concerned about all the money that can be made doing this, because there's a shit ton of money that can be made to do, by doing this. You're all, you know, um, health care services, hospitals are going to make a ton of money off of this. So And yet these vets still love Trump. Yep. Love him. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are so far into the conservative mindset that it that it again, it's a my team, my mm. tribe kind of mentality. Well, Ray, you're the only one here who's been in the military out of the four of us, right? <laughs> yeah. I believe so. What are they te- <laughs> what what are they doing in the military that makes you like that that makes most of them skew conservative? So I don't know that it is. I think it it's more of that's the if you have that mindset, you're more likely to volunteer because you have a nationalist kind of point mm. of view. And so you're, well, you're like more we likely have a friend to be in the military. We have a friend hmm. we have a friend who was uh I think he was Navy and uh really doesn't like like I, I and I think he's Puerto Rican as well. Um so I, just, I mean just take all that shit that's going on in Puerto Rico. Mm into this equation and immigration and all this stuff like that. And he generally doesn't seem to like that stuff, but still supports Trump. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I think Ray's right though. I think there, there is a type of person that is inclined to military to, to, to you know, the, the lifelong military duty. Um, you have to have a certain mindset to think that and to, to accept that way of life. And once you get in there, it's only double down, triple down reinforced to be, you know, Subservient. No, I don't know if subservient is the right word, but but to to um, listen to authority, to obey authority. That is definitely he, true. That it's reinforced once yeah. you're in there. But but why hate? Like I have not like out of all the people that I know on Facebook that are ex-military or, or military now, they fucking hate liberals. Yeah. So I'm trying. What I'm, I'm trying to figure out is like, what are they telling you? Because you know you you hear the old adage, 
in the military, they break you down and rebuild you back up. Mm. You know, like when they're rebuilding you back up, what are they telling you? Uh, Obey. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it reinforces the idea of nationalism, the idea that, uh, you know, what you can do for the country is more important than what the country can do for you. Mm. Um, and the whole thing about being against liberals, well, you know, in their mind, in, in a lot of people's minds, a liberal would never sacrifice for their nation. A liberal would never join the uh, the military and, and serve because they're too concerned about, you know, uh, being a hippie. Uh, you know, mm. doing all the smoking weed and and not caring about their government, not caring about their nation, anti pride. Like these guys have a ton of pride in their nation, and they th- they have this picture of a liberal that just doesn't give a shit about anything, and so they're the enemy. Mm. Yeah, but isn't it a military person's job to protect the citizens? It is. It really all is. All of them. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's top. Uh, like a priority on the list of things. But though, this is, is something it? else that I heard in the military is that a lot of people don't. Uh, this was actually said several times that if you didn't serve in the military, that you shouldn't be a citizen. You, there should be another level of citizen. Oh, wow. shit, man. That is some. Uh, That's straight up Starship Troopers. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. That is Starship Troopers. What is the difference between a citizen and a civilian? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, Holy shit. So I don't know that the military is causing it, but it certainly is reinforcing that level of <laughs> uh, of nationalism. Well, it doesn't help that, you know, and there is a big subsection of people that just put anybody in the military on this fucking pedestal. Mm. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and like, for instance, look, if you're a company and you want to give a military discount or whatever, that's your prerogative. But whenever they find out that a certain place isn't doing that or isn't doing it anymore, they're like, boycott them. <laughs> so, for instance, I guess Pizza Hut stopped giving military discounts or something like that. And I guess if you still want to go to Pizza Hut, you're insane. But <laughs> I saw one guy. He's like, I can't believe this shit. How dare they? It's so disrespectful. And then everybody chimes in. Thank you for your service. I can't believe you can't get a, a half off at a Pizza Pizza Hut. And I'm like, <laughs> the hell is going on? <laughs> and I, and I, I just keep thinking. I'm like. Wouldn't – I don't know. It's like you were not forced to join the military. You did it optional, right? Mm-hmm. So would you, are you entitled to special shit now? Sort of. No, well, I don't think you're entitled to anything that the government didn't guarantee you on your way in or right. out. You are not guaranteed right, right, 20% but, but off I feel a pizza like, <laughs> I feel like their willingness to volunteer helps protect me from needing to be drafted. So I would welcome them. To get a discount at Pizza Hut, I think I think my safety is worth more than that. I think they should get more more perks. I think they should have a functional VA. Mm. I think they should get probably a, a not, more. I'm significant not talking about the places. VA. Obviously, that's obviously something that Ray just right. said. That's something they were promised, and that is something that should be uh, absolutely fixed. But you seem to be straying into Starship Troopers territory. <laughs> How so? Special perks. Yeah. Should they get better food? No, Jared. Everything isn't a slippery slope. I know you think that it is, but it's not. I don't not. know. I think that everything's a slippery slope. That you hit me with slippery slope every time we disagree with something. You wait and see, buddy. <laughs> you wait and see when you go to the grocery store and they go, "Oh, you're in the wrong line, uh, sir." You go over there to the regular person's one. This is for the military people. They get the upgraded food. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think uh, we better say thank road, you for your but... service when they walk by. 
Actually, a lot of military people don't like that. They'd rather just blend back into society again. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yes, I do appreciate the sacrifices they have made or the opportunities they took advantage of. Because, I mean, for some people, um, it was a means to an end by joining the military. And there's a risk to associated with doing it, but it, it um, was purposeful. It wasn't just nationalism. That's where it I fall. Getting... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were going to pay in and help me get college, you know, completed. And I knew that I didn't have the, uh, the study ethics to to be able to complete college. So that was my uh, that was my out. I went to the military to get money so I could get schooling so that I could get a job as opposed to going to college, failing out and getting a bad job. <laughs> yeah. So you weren't interested in protecting anybody? Thanks a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's a programmer. Yeah. Hey man, I'm just saying, if you want to buy a military guy a drink at a bar for his service, oh, sure. knock yourself out. But when you start saying, hey, military guys should get free drinks at bars. No. For a special perk. <laughs> yeah, no. that's going too far. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to bring... I guess... Go ahead. Oh, no, thank I, I guess I was just... I don't feel that people who want to boycott Pizza Hut for not giving vets or for getting rid of their, their military discount is any different than people who want to boycott Laura Ingram. For making fun of that Parkland kid. I think those are two absolutely different things. Explain. Well, one, she singled out a single person and ridiculed him. A minor. Pizza Hut made a financial decision that they did. I mean, I'm sure when Pizza Hut first opened, they didn't have military discounts. Mm. Or maybe they did. I don't know. But it's up to them. And if you want to boycott that, that's fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I think no. it's dumb. And I don't. And I don't think you should be making such a big deal oh. about it. I thought you. I thought you said that they shouldn't. I was mistaken. I apologize. Oh no! Th listen, I'm saying these people can do whatever they want to do, you know. But and we can mock them for it. <laughs> it's just. It's just that I des It's that mentality that I deserve this. Mm. And I, I, you know, and listen. In a perfect world, people would join the military because they legitimately just wanted to protect the United States mm. and the citizens of it, and not ask for anything special. Or are willing to sacrifice a number of years of their lives and perhaps their life, if things go horribly awry, in return for the things that are promised. That's a fair right. trade. Right. Like, and, and again, what, I'm th what I, I also think, the people that are boycotting, you know, places like Pizza Hut that no longer offer a military discount aren't veterans. They're but, nationalist yahoos that are trying to push a totally different agenda. Mm, mm. I agree. Sure. But mm -hmm. the guy who posted it was military and was like, I, I'm never going to pizza to get, you know, whatever. And that's if you're, that's your right, <laughs> right to be on. mad. But right. on that same token, it's like a volunteer firefighter. That's a guy. And I'm not saying people during the military don't put their life on the line, but not all of them. Some of them are doing other shit. Volunteer firefighters are really putting their life on the line. And I've never heard of firefighters getting discounts like military discounts or they don't certainly don't get special hospitals and shit like that. I mean, I understand that's a little different. There's not as many firefighters, but right. But I agree. I think there. I think for more people who provide what I would consider, you know, essential, indispensable, yeah, indispensable services to the uh, community, to people at large, I, I think there should be more, more firefighter, first responder, you know, benefits or discounts. I think there should everywhere you where you would offer a military discount, you should offer. A discount for teachers. Or you know what it is? I think I figured it out why why it pisses me off. <laughs> because if the, if 
if they're if these people are that great and they should be and they're and they've done something special, then pay them hmm. like they're special, so they don't have to get fucking military discounts and shit like okay. that or yeah. firefight. You know, because like I remember people saying like, well, if you raise the minimum age to fifteen dollars an hour, EMTs only make twelve dollars an hour. So why would I? You know, that's bullshit. Why should they make more than I do? And my response was always, well, quit being an EMT and go work at a fry place till they start paying EMTs what they're probably worth. Right. Right. I, I agree. So, if, so I, that's yeah. probably why I'm having a, a disconnect with it. Well, I'm like, I'm with you there. If if they know. took some of that seven hundred billion dollars mm-hmm. and made gave them significant pay raises, I would be down with that. Yeah. If you're but at the, if not. you have the possibility of dying on your job you should be <laughs> making over yeah. fifty thousand dollars a year yeah yes agreed good point. if you're teaching the future of our nation you should be making more than fifty thousand dollars a year yeah yeah Education doctors make a undervalued. shit ton of money they're they saving do. lives true good point what the hell was the original story we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we were talking about trump um so the <laughs> the i'm just playing the odds there's more. <laughs> the, the very last thing that I have, uh, the Secular Coalition for America put this out. The, President Trump announces a plan to build a monument commemorating the war on Christmas. Oh, no, this is fake prank? news. That was no that, that actually is fake. It was put out on oh. uh, on Sunday <laughs> on April Fools, and at the end of the article, it says "Happy April Fools Day." But I thought it was amusing. the The monument they have listed it was a memorial to everyone who wished Happy Holidays by department uh, by a department store cashier, <laughs> uh, an exhibition of anti Christian Starbucks cups. Uh, it would have a statue commemorating the faceless Fox News staffer and uh, a life-size nativity scene. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was a good April Fool's. It was it, apparently some people took it seriously. There's actually a Snopes article generated specifically about this. And Snopes was like, you need to read to the end where they say happy April Fool's Day. Oh, don't you know Snopes is fake news oh, now, right. too? If, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Snopes is you can't trust Snopes. They're the liberals run that. Uh, so that is all that I have. Does anybody have anything else? Negatory. Not I. All right. It's been an eye-opening episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, just a quick update. Wisconsin, the Supreme Court, she is still ahead by 13 points. Democrats still ahead. So, yeah, here's open. Uh, we're yeah. at uh, 49% reporting. So that, that probably means a lot of rural areas still to report in. Right. <laughs> so good luck. All right. I think that's all we've got for this week. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. If uh, you've enjoyed this podcast, you can support it by sharing it on social media or leave a review wherever you listen. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can tweet at ProfaneArg or Facebook.com slash ProfaneArg. Uh, also, check out other shows on the Soon To Be Named Network. You can find them on SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com. Uh, the shows of various types, any sort of podcast you're looking for. I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God be with you.